Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and today I'm really excited to be joined by Suzanne Glover. Suzanne's a little bit of a different guest to have on the show, but I'm super excited for our conversation. She's been a professional actress for over 35 years and has learned camera strategies that have gained her recognition in the field um, and award-winning work. She has been in the top percentage of earners in the Screen Actors Guild, taught for the Guild, and successfully taught these strategies on to entrepreneurs and women specifically, so they know how to connect through the camera and sell successfully in the new virtual world. And while that's all cool, she has more to her story where she has been through the midlife years where she had to keep her business going while she had an elderly parent and emergencies and menopause meltdowns going on. Now she's on the other side and teaching others how to not only embrace midlife, but excel and learn how to turn the clock back on aging as well. So Suzanne, welcome to the show. Well, Alex, uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was a great intro. You're wonderful. <laughs> well, I, I'm really excited to have you here. And, you know, I shared a lot of the demographic of who listens to the show and who I work with are more women in their midlife. Well, I'm maybe not quite there yet, but uh, approaching. And so I'm excited to just dive into this conversation because I know you've been through a lot of things that we're dealing with, like having parents at home or taking care of elderly parents while your body's changing, while maybe you're realizing your career wasn't what, it, what you wanted it to be, all of these things. So... I'm excited. To, to That's die. exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly because I, I am on the other side. I'm going to be 63 in just a few months, three months. And uh, so I went through all of that and it was, it was a uh, awakening for me. Yeah. And so I'd love to know, like, now that you're on the other side of it and, you know, we can dive into just some of your story, but maybe we'll start with like, what are some of the things that you wish you'd known or had, access to or you know when you were going through it then now that you're on the other side you can pass on to those of us who are still in the midst of all the fun well actually you're at a good point right now to be aware of ahead looking ahead mm-hmm. i know you're saying you have older patients and clients but really whatever your age is if you're over 30 or even if 25 and up i really feel like one of the biggest problems that i had was i was in denial that i it was going to happen to me that was my biggest problem because you see my dad at, when I was 40, my dad gave me a book. It was a Suzanne Summers book. It was like a menopause thing, right? I go, oh, I'm too young. I'm too young. I'm strong. I'm successful. Oh, that's not going to happen to me. That's my biggest, that was my biggest problem. I kept being in denial. Not going to happen to me. Not going to happen to me. And boy, did it happen to me. And I'm not, I mean, I'm a ballet dancer. I take care of myself. I do all sorts of things. And yet I was laying on the floor bleeding. I mean, hemorrhaging because um, I don't know how graphic I can get, but I had fibroids. Yeah. 
We can be graphic. We talk about poop. Okay. That's the stuff on the show. <laughs> <laughs> <You're good. laughs> okay. Well, I, it just got worse and worse. You know, in the beginning, when I was in my 40s, it wasn't that bad. It was like, I get tired. I start losing focus. I get overwhelmed. Then in my 50s, I go, okay, you know, now mom is really, wow. I mean, I, I had mom for 10 years. That she just died a couple of years ago. It was like from 50 to 60. I had the primary responsibility of my mother. So when you have all these other things come into your life, how are you going to sustain a business? And that, and I thought, well, I'll just keep going. So the biggest thing I learned was not to, not to do it all myself. I shouldn't have done it all myself. I should not have been in denial. I should have found better ways to run my business and get some help with it. That's, so I could have stayed engaged more with the business because if I had stayed engaged more with the business rather than going off and running to emergency all the time, I mean, okay, you have to run to emergency, right? But what if, let's just take a scenario. What if I had now, for example, let's, let's compare where I am now, right? Now I have automated videos running my business. So now if, if I had a mother running off to, and I had to run off to emergency, my videos are doing the business for me. You see, that's the difference. I didn't know that then because, well, let's face it, 20 years ago, video wasn't the deal for the public. Now it is. Yeah. You see, even though I was using it, I couldn't actually use it for my business because I was Screen Actors Guild and I had handcuffs on me because, I mean, not literally, <laughs> but I couldn't do, yeah, yeah I couldn't do, uh, um, I couldn't do outside work without a contract. So, you know, I would take my students, I had my own um, modeling acting studio and I would take my students to the TV station and I did interviews and things, but I couldn't actually be on video without a contract. So I was, I had handcuffs on me. Now I've taken care of that. I've changed my status. I'm still in the union, but you know, it's different now. Now, if I had to do it over again, what I would do is I would not be in denial. I would look ahead and say, okay, this has a good chance of happening to me, even though I'm a very strong person, I have a successful business or I'm a very successful person in life. I'm going to head it off at the path and I'm going to do whatever I can, whether it be video or whatever, I'm going to do what I can to make my business run without me or less with, with less of me. And my answer is video because we'll talk about why, but it, it's video and it really puts you there in person. Absolutely. And so just in listening to you, you know, share about this, it sounds like, like we've got this mess of life, right? And we all have, life is always going to be messy. There's always going to be things. And, you know, even I'm 36. So even at, at my age, you know, I can relate to some of your story and just like, I built a business starting when my son was six weeks old, went through a divorce during all of that, you know, got remarried, like had all of these major life transitions happening outside of that. And, you know, we, I think we go through that with young kids and then we go through that again, you know, with our parents aging and, and all of that. And what I really just hear and what you're sharing is it's about like finding ways to simplify the things you have control over in your life. Right. And so when life is a chaotic mess, that might be your career, whether it's owning a business or, you know, however, whatever your role is and wherever you're at and having the forethought to start to create that in a way that's going to work like 
earlier <laughs> in the process. Of, um, and so I think that, you know, it can be powerful to just hear the stories of women who've been able to figure that out. Cause I know so many of us, especially we're in, we're in that overwhelm cycle and the, you know, the mess of life, essentially like life is messy. That's just how it is. And, and it is getting messier. And I was just, I'm sorry, I interrupt you, but my husband oh, and I were just talking about this menopause thing. And I heard a statistic years ago, I don't know how true it is, but the statistic, maybe you can confirm it, is women in non-industrialized nations don't have the problem with menopause as we do in industrialized industrialized nations. Meaning it's just like a, a part of life. There isn't this big thing going on because they don't have all the stresses of soccer and piano playing, you know, lessons for the kids and, oh, I got to do a job and the woman's now working. And I'm not a woman. I am not a feminist. I, I don't, I'm not a woman's liber type of thing, but I think that we're not supported enough in the world because we're so separated from each other. If you go back to the tribal uh, they're all, when they have their periods all together, they're in their little red tent and they're all flowing and they're doing, they're talking to each other. And it's different for us being in, in, being in this modern world. And I'm not downplaying it. I'm just saying acknowledge that we have a task before us if we want to take care of ourselves in this type of life that we've got going because it's busy. It is. And there's something to be said. Um, I've brought this up a couple of times, but the first, as I kind of got introduced to this whole life as a modern woman and what happens to our health and all of these things, um, Dr. Libby Weaver, she's out of Australia. I'm just going to kind of throw this out for listeners, but she does this great TED talk on, you know, being a modern woman in today's society. And I think a lot of us, and especially as, you know, maybe beyond where I am at generationally, like our having to navigate kind of this new world that's become a digital age, especially after 2020. And that brings with it like a whole new level of stress and busyness and things you have to learn. And, you know, like an added layer on top of all the stuff we already have. And, you know, you brought up community and that's another, another huge piece. Like we are, especially as women, we're designed to be in relationship with others. And I think we can get, we're so busy. We get so isolated that we lose that. And that's actually one of the primary ways we de-stress is by like sitting down with a cup of coffee or a glass of, you know, cup of tea or a glass of wine and just talking. And so many of us are missing out on that. Absolutely. That is such a huge factor just to have the time to sit down and do that. But we don't No. because why? Because we have, and you bring up a good point, how after 2020 now and I talk about this, particularly, I, I talk about it in my book, how we have to now, one of the biggest challenges that we have is we have to pivot to video, whether it be social or business, it's not going to go away. It's not going to go back to, oh, I can meet in person. I mean, yes, it will, but it won't be the same. So now we're busy and oh gosh, now we have to add this to our plate. How do we do that? And it's a big challenge because back in the industry, I've been in the industry for 35 years doing TV commercials and films and things. And back in the day in 85, 84, 83, it was a different world back then. The the public wasn't there. It was just a closed world. When I wanted to have a demo reel done, I took it to a production company. There wasn't any iMovie back then. So now, and, and even as young as it was then, it has evolved from like when TV was new, it was 50, like black and white, black and white in the 50s. 
by the time I got into it, it was obviously color, but then it evolved from, um, I mean, I remember the analog film, digital, they were analog. You slice the film to splice it together. That's back whenever. Now we have all this digital stuff and it's, it's evolving. So now it's evolved inside the industry to now where the public has to do it. So it's actually for the public, you're starting over again. And what you need is you need to learn what's going on in the industry from because there's so much evidence there that's already been tried and true and done. And now you're up against this challenge that, wow, what am I going to do? Because I haven't found a lot of people actually giving good advice about it. Usually it's kind of like superficial and not very helpful or it's yeah. from a makeup artist who, what does she have to do in front of the camera? Come on, I'm sorry. You know, has she ever taught anyone? Okay, so that's that's just my little peeve with this, pet peeve. Mm-hmm. But um, And I don't want to hog the conversation. But you bring up a point that we have to add this to our busy schedules. And it's just like, oh, how do I do that? You do it a little bit at a time. Yeah. And... I know you're you're kind of focused because you've been in the film and acting industry and all that, and that's super interesting to me. So, um, and I'm someone who shows up on camera now. Obviously, this is going to go on YouTube, and you know, I I got into doing live Facebook videos like years ago, kind of before it was a thing. But now in 2020, it's like, or since 2020, it's you know, everybody's kind of jumping into this and and doing this thing. And so, how do you, as someone who's you know, you've evolved through several ages if you will like what are some of the the steps obviously a little bit at a time but like how do you get started and kind of embracing this new world that we're in well you said the word right there embrace (laughs) embrace it yeah well this you think this was (laughs) pre-rehearsed it wasn't (laughs) because because that's that's actually what I talk about a lot is just embracing it because you know here's the deal When I deal with women who are 30 and up, maybe even 25 and up, but mostly 30, 35, definitely 40 and up, we, I'll I'll include you there too, but we women who remember TV in the early days, it was as seen on TV and there was a, a stigma. Now, so listen to this. This is something that's going to help your audience understand why they have a block against video because I have found most women over 40, even 35, they have this block against video. Here's why it is. When we were growing up, we didn't have a a computer in our crib. So technology is foreign to us. And there were only special TV or celebrities. There were only special people on TV. That's the way it was. And I learned this back in the 90s. I was pretty early in the industry. It was maybe maybe less than 10 years. I was in it maybe eight or nine years. And I had a commercial shot, but it wasn't going to, it was going to air on TV before I could get a tape, a VHS tape, a big honking VHS. I mean, it was like a beta tape. You know? <laughs> and uh, so I watched TV the day that I knew it was going to air the first time, had the TV on just in the background all day long. And you know what? I saw friends on TV that I thought, oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. And it occurred to me at that moment, it was like a light bulb went on. I thought, I'm one of them. 
on TV. And there was this us and them, us and them. Oh, I can't be on TV. So what I have to deal with with women a lot when they're 40s, like, oh, oh, oh I got to do my makeup. I got to, I got to get, I got to go to the cosmetic surgeon. And actually, cosmetic surgery is on the rise since this has all happened. The Hollywood. I haven't seen that. That's interesting. I actually talked to my guy. <laughs> okay, secret. <laughs> okay, no, no, I don't do a lot. Okay, but it's healthy lifestyle. Okay, but um, no, I have my bag sticking out, and uh, you know, you just have to keep up a little. It's maintenance. You just have to keep up a little, few little things. I had my bags taken out when I was in my thirties. You know, the modeling syndrome yeah. thing. Yeah. But no, he said, and I had a kind of a glimpse of this, but he said, oh yeah, the emails that he's getting, the, the thought stuff that he's seeing in the industry is everything is lifted up. Everyone's feeling the Hollywood syndrome. Oh, I got to be perfect. Well, I'm here to tell you, you can look good, but you don't have to be perfect. It's, it's, if I don't have the good lighting and I don't have my camera focused and zoomed in right, then I don't look so good. I don't like it. And so there are tricks to doing it, but I want to say it's not your fault that you have a stigma about us and them, because that is very, very real. Um, so you now, the public is all on camera and the younger people, they're just like, oh, well, I grew up with this. I have a phone in my pocket. We didn't always have phones. In fact, I remember back in the 80s, I was working in a law firm and this woman walked in with a phone that was slung over her shoulder and the receiver, I just happened to have one because I like the old phones. <laughs> but she had like a military box over her shoulder with this big honking thing on her, this thing. And um, I thought, who does she think she is that she can't be away from the phone for five minutes back in the eighties? Well, now we all have a phone. You guys grew up with it. Yeah, we didn't. So we're so I find the things that are kind of like, ooh, I don't want to do this or I can't do this as I have. I'm not as seen on TV. I'm not perfect. I can't do that. I don't understand technology. And oh, well, if I get past that now, what do I say? And what do I, how do I act? And what's my body language? And and I'm telling you, you can do this first off if the first step is to just embrace it. That's the first step. Embrace that you're okay. You can do this. You just have to learn. I actually have a seven-step method that simplifies the process that gives you everything in a, in a process, methodically builds on each other. And I did that specifically because it's a challenge now. But the first thing you got to figure out is just embracing it. That's the first step. I like it. And it's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, like, I'm, thoughts. I'm thinking um, <laughs> where, where I was going with that. You know, I, a lot of the women that I work with are, you know, kind of at this weird, I don't really want to call it weird, but so many of them have either like had a business or thought about having a business, but are stuck in a career. And so I'm just thinking, you know, to contextualize those who are listening, like maybe you're in business, maybe you're not, maybe you, you know, I, I keep thinking I watched a couple like dumb kind of teenage chick flicks on Netflix over the weekend because we were just home kind of chilling. And it's like all of the the storylines are like these kids are influencers. And I'm like, that's actually like a thing. That's something you can be now. But and as we're talking about this, I was just, and this is totally like different than anything I've talked about, but thinking about, you know, as we're 
aging and age, like you're someone who has been aging gracefully and, and kind of had all these things change, but there's so much that we normalize, especially around women's health and menopause and like dealing with parents and all of this stuff that isn't really normal. And I think the more that we are willing to show up and have authentic conversations and like, this is a medium that we can do that in. Um, and, you know, you can become the influencer of your, your, your generation of, of women, like for those listening, like let's get some ideas going, you know, how can we take this knowledge and information and embrace this and like help each other in the process? I, I'm looking at my book because I want, there's, there's, there's a sentence in here I want to tell you. And I wrote the book. Let me think about where it is. Okay. <laughs> the, my, my thing is, is women, I, okay, you, you struck a nerve. Okay, go. Let's do it. I want to help women, okay, become more visible with video instead of less visible with age, but also let our seasoned, savvy voices come out even more because. Mm-hmm. In the acting world, if you're a woman under 40, you have somewhat of a chance. If you're a woman over 40, work goes way downhill. Now, if you're before 40, most of the parts are men. See, that's why I say I'm not a feminist. I'm a realist. In the world, it's a man's world. It's a man's world. That's what it is. Okay. But now we're pushed into this place of if I want to be an actress, 10 out of 10 parts are probably men. Okay. I'm sorry. Nine out of 10 parts are men. So that one part, I got to be really good on camera. I got to be really good. Now in the, on the, uh, uh, on the internet world in there, it's mostly men again. So my thing is two things. Women, it's statistically, I had an anti-aging pill that I had labeled and put out and produced. Mm-hmm. I found during that research that women over 50 feel invisible. They just feel invisible. So two things to combat here. One is the internet needs our women's savvy voices. Yes, there's Oprah. Yes, there are those people out there. But you know what? You have something to say. You have something. You have a seasoned voice. You have life experience that these young bucks don't have. You're a woman. Yeah, I'm getting fired up here. Okay. I like it. I am too. <laughs> this is part of my, my passion also. So this is good. You're all you're the woman, the world needs to hear us, we women who are wise, who are older, who have life experience. When I'm listening to these, and I'm not prejudiced, but when I listen to a young buck, I call them young bucks, right? <laughs> young men. When I listen to them trying to give me advice, I'm thinking. My coach one time, I even had a young buck for a coach. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll pass the hat around for you. He goes, what's that mean? I go, he says, I said, what? He says, what's that mean? He said, I'm 12. Tell me. I go, okay. I mean, he's not 12, but he might as well be compared to my life experience. And this is not to edify me, but this is to edify you. Because you as a woman who has had life experience, when I talk to these young bucks, it's like, you know what? You need to grow up and you need to understand that I am an older woman. I have different needs and the world needs my voice of who I am, not what you're telling me to tell people, but what I want to tell people. Women feel invisible over 50. Become more visible through video. Make your life easier. Get your season savvy voice out there and 
and live the life that you want to do because you're going into your second half of life way better than you were because you have more experience, more wisdom, more to give back. And you can give back to mom and you can still have your business going. And I got a lot of chills when I was talking. So do you have anything to say about that? Because <laughs> I, 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 I can go on about that for all day long. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's why I wrote my book. Be a video influencer. Reinvent your life and business as a midlife movie star, which is an oxymoron because midlife movie star doesn't exist. Right. It's not a thing. But you can feel like a celebrity by getting by by embracing video and getting good at it and using it to get your voice out there and become more visible. I'll be quiet now. <laughs> no, I love it. And you know, you hit on a lot of good points. And I was just thinking back on I've had a few women on to talk about and the process of menopause at times. And and one of those conversations we talked about, you know, moving through menopause, you actually move into this age of wisdom. And so it's, and there's like some goddess theory that I don't remember all the parts and pieces of, but it was super interesting to me because we are, you know, you're essentially moving into this point of being wise. And I think for so many of us, we view it as like the death of something because, you know, we lose our monthly cycle and our fertility and all this, but there's so much that we have to offer the world. And I'm all about, you know, I, even in my, my health world, like the bigger thing I'm about is helping women really embrace their own leadership and power because ladies, we are powerful beings that can make a huge impact on the world. And, you know, we all have our own, whatever you want to call it. I, I lost, lost my word, but our own like areas of interest, passions, there we go. Our own, you know, things and like the world needs them. We, I, I'm all about, I, I, the feminist movement is odd. I've, I relate to some parts of it and others not, it's not all about, you know, empowering women like over men or, or any of that, but finding more of that equality where, you know, it's okay to be a woman who's successful and, you know, all like up to big things and can be viewed in that way. Like it needs to be okay. And this is a great avenue that we have to do that now. Yes. Go Suzanne. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but when you are, you, when you are feeling your power and you are feeling confident, you're better in a relationship to a man. See, that's what it's about. It's about, I teach my clients, it's about self-love. You got to self, you got to love yourself to be on this camera. And that self-love, when I, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. Okay. I had Sally, who was a midlifer. She denied going into midlife. She got in her 50s. She was a uh, manager at a dental office. And all of a sudden, boom, she went to bed for two years because she hit menopause, right? That's it. I'm sure you've had people like this. Yeah. Ate TV dinners, went to the doctor after two years, stayed in bed. And he said, you should be dead because your labs like are so bad. She comes to me, we work. She is going after working with me, her self-esteem, she started feeling like the celebrity, right? Her self-esteem grew so much that she did a comedy routine at an acting convention that was a competition. She pulled out her violin, you know, Jack Benny, he would do this thing and then he would tell a joke. Well, that's what she did. We were, wrote it and she competed. She performed in front of hundreds of people and she won. She got in the top three. I don't remember which place, but it was one of the top three. She won. Her self-esteem and the power that she felt inside of herself now she's who she can be in a relationship to a man. She doesn't have to dominate him, but that self-love and that power, 
that's the secret. You see, I'm not saying we need to be better than men. I'm not saying, saying we need to replace men. I'm saying that we need to fill the void and the gap because we're so, wow, I'm old. I don't feel good. I, you know, men are ignoring me. And see, even my posture right now, when I have those kind of thoughts, we need to stand up. Even when I teach people, I teach people a certain kind of model stance. Um, I've, I've catered it for business, but when I used to teach it to people in person all the time in my studio, and I still teach it, but it's like it opens up your power source and you start feeling confident. Mm -hmm. And doesn't the world need more confident women rather than these shrinking women who don't give out their wisdom? You see, that's yeah. the difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that, you know, we have an opportunity and a platform, whether, you know, if you're not comfortable with video yet, like start writing. I have a lot of women who who just want to write and like, that's what they want to do. Like just get our voices out there. Um, and finding that power is so important because I, speaking into the relationship thing again, you know, I had this assumption all through my twenties and much of my thirties, I'm very happily married now, but you know, I, I had a marriage that didn't go well and ended in divorce. And, you know, I always assumed that as a strong, you know, powerful woman, men were intimidated by that. And it, it wasn't that men as like a whole, whole group where it was just, I, I was, you know, generally with the men who weren't confident in themselves. And so my confidence would, would not go well. So, you know, if you're looking at relationships or, or any of these things, I think sometimes we can hold ourselves back and, and be small or pretend to be small because we think it's benefiting the other people. This quote comes up all the time. I don't know if you know the Marianne Williamson poem about our deepest fears, not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And by letting our light shine, we give others permission to let their light shine as well. I've pretty Absolutely. much talk about it like every other week on the show because <laughs> it always gives me, gives me chills um, you know but it's about recognizing that it's like we can let this light shine you know we can let ourselves out and we all have that in our like it's not unique to any one of us we all have that ability to really let it shine and you know I just appreciate kind of talking through one of the platforms that we have to do that on that can really have a massive reach and impact on the world. So we do. And this is the platform of the future business and life is going to be virtual. And so to do this, well, I, I'm telling people I'm sharing that get up off the couch, take it seriously, get some lighting, do it well, learn a few things about it. And like I said, I have a seven step thing that is in my book that I can share about later as yeah. we end, but just, just take it a little bit at a time. Do a little bit. You think I can't do this. I got you little, 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 little. I'm actually, I'm actually just now creating a little mini course that's going to be free. That's like a five minute a day thing for a while. It'll be out in a couple of months, but, awesome. but just a little five minute a day thing, just a five minute a day, just five minutes, just to start that momentum. That's what you have to do. You have to start the momentum. Yeah. And, you know, I think just thinking after 2020, like <laughs> we're all on Zoom meetings or like you don't have to be showing up doing live video, but like all of us are doing video on some level. I'm showing up and coaching my clients this way. Like I've gone completely yeah. virtual because it's what I had been dreaming of and wanting to do. And, you know, I went through a phase where I wasn't really, you know, I went from do the makeup and spend like three hours getting ready to like barely rolling out of bed and at least putting on a nice shirt too. Now I'm somewhere in, in the middle or I'm not overly stressed about it, but I at least right. like power and wash my hair and stuff. Right. So right. 
Right. Um, I mean, I ran into the bathroom. Like, I took literally a minute to throw on some makeup and get in here with you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't yeah, I didn't mean it's complicated, you know? No. And like, I think it, it gives us some power and um, confidence, like just talking in the virtual world. I think we all went through like the pajama phase in 2020, right? Where you wear the same thing for like three weeks. Um, I finally started on the days where I do show up on camera and work. I'm actually getting dressed like I'm going to work because I have all these clothes that I wasn't wearing anymore. Um, you know, so there's what other tips do you have just to start like boosting that confidence? Like, well, also, we talked about embracing it now, the importance of it now, but to also understand that it's going to continue to evolve because. As the TV went from black and white to beta to VHS to high definition to now the public is, is in it, the public is going to start over. Now it's everyone's dealing with the tech stuff. I'm going to figure out this tech thing, right? Well, the next step, market sophistication, where a market gets more sophisticated as it's ex- exposed to it more. So the next step is you're going to really have to start showing up and build that trust. And that means don't just show up and start talking because a lot of people talk like this on camera. They go like this. Yeah, I, because this might be okay in person, but I see you smiling because it's really hard for me to start. It's really hard for me to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's body language. It's, it's, it's my, I want people to understand that it's going to continue to evolve and it's going to continue to get more competitive. Just like you said, mm-hmm. you, you went through a, like a process, a phase, a phase, phase, phase. Well, the world is going to continue to go through these different phases. Yeah. A lot of people rely on tech thinking, oh, I need this green screen behind me and I should have this virtual background. I can't stand those virtual backgrounds. I'm sorry. They, yeah. their, their hands will be disappearing or their head disappears. You know? <laughs> I don't mean to offend anyone. It's just that yeah. it's better. It's better. If you just hear me for a second, it's better to be authentic and you on camera and have a, a background that's just basic than to have a background that's going to be distracting and, and take away your authenticity because it's subliminal. I'm a hypnotherapist too. So okay. it's subliminally telling them that you're not confident enough to just talk to them and be real to them. I think that's the next step. So so what would I say? I would say, I'll just tell you what the seven steps are. It's, it's um, I'll, I'll quickly. Yeah. First, you want to be present and you want to be your mindset. Now, I know everyone says mindset. Well, there's a, I'm not going to tell you that, but I'm not going to go through all that. But there's like a, a framework that I walk you through where you start here, identifying, you shift the thoughts and then you start gaining momentum with the new thoughts. And you probably know, as you think new thoughts for a while, your body starts getting addicted to the new thoughts. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I go through this whole process in step one about how you want to change your mindset. You also want to do uh, body language. Okay. That's step two together. And then you want to know what to say and you want to think like your audience so you don't want to just assume you know what they want. You want to find out what your audience wants. So you want to know what to say. And you want to build a presentation that you can use anytime in any video. It's just like a template. Okay. And um, then you want to go into how to deliver it to be persuasive. Because, for example, in the old days, infomercials were, infomercials were but wait. You remember? Right. There's yeah. more, right? Oh. Now. If you do that, 
it's like a click. So what you want to do is you want to be able to be persuasive and use linguistics to be able to persuade authentically, but not be salesy. Then you want to know how to look good. And then you want to know how to do the tech. And that means setting up the cameras to be economical. And also the most important thing is to build some sort of funnel online. And I want to touch on this. Yeah. When people say influencing, you I meant to mention this earlier. When you say influencing, people say, oh, I've got, I can't do that. I need a million followers. Right. You don't. No. There are three kinds of influencers. And I explain more about this in my book, but there are three kinds of influencers. There's a kind that just is a simple Zoom fluencer who just does Zoom. There's a tech fluencer who does funnels. And there's a star fluencer who does the big internet. Now, a Zoom fluencer might be making more money than a star fluencer because of what you're selling. All right. So you do not have to have a huge following to make money at being a video influencer. It's all about being able to influence through video. That's why I say it's not necessarily a huge big deal. But those are kind of the seven steps that you just kind of walk through and they build on each other. So once you get the mindset, then you start getting the body language. You start feeling some confidence. You start looking into what you say. You put it together in a presentation. You learn how to deliver it. You look good. You do tech. And you're ready. That's that's the path that you should follow, knowing that it's a process you want to go through. How long does it take you? I don't know. But it depends on how busy you are and how devoted you are to it. But it is possible you can do this with just following that map. Absolutely. And, you know, I found, I started doing video five years ago, six years ago, maybe it's, it's been a while, but, and like you said, it, it evolves, you know, it went from like recording everything on my phone and then uploading it onto whatever. And, you know, now it's, <laughs> I usually just go live or like my computer does it or, or whatever it is, but you build, the more you do it, you build confidence with it. Just like with anything new, you have to, you just have to decide to start and you get Exactly. But I, I do want to give a caveat here because I did that when I started in the industry way back when mm -hmm. I tried to do it on my own and I wasn't getting audition. I wasn't getting jobs. And the feedback from that was, oh yeah. So I got somebody in the industry to help me. And that's when I started getting all the work and everything. So it does make a difference that you can do it by yourself, but practice makes permanent. So even though even though you can keep going and, and I've even gone through a learning curve here, you know, I've had 35 years in the industry and I got, went through a learning curve. So there is a learning curve, but it, it doesn't have to be hard. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate that caveat because it's always easier with some guidance, right? Like you can try to figure it all out on your own, but just like with your health or like with anything else it goes a lot faster and, and you get exposed to and see things that maybe you wouldn't have picked up on yourself, you know, when you have a mentor, someone to guide you. Know, you. I had a mentor and she helped me just work through the process. But the, the point here is, is to remember that this is going to simplify and ease your life because there is a startup phase. But in the long run, I wish I had done this 20 years ago. I wish that this had been, I feel like the people right now are actually lucky that they have to do it now because I was a model and I had to flip over to being a camera person. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me back in my twenties. I got too old to model. I had to start 
learning how to do this camera, first commercial I ever had, I froze in front of the camera like a deer in the headlights, you know? So it was a good thing. I persevered and got there with some help. But I feel like now I wish that I could have done this for my business. I wish I had been forced to do this for my business 20 years ago because it would have made my midlife a lot easier, a lot easier. Yeah. Just by bringing that simplicity and automation, like there's so many things that are available when you're on video. So, so for our listeners that have listened to this and they're like, okay, maybe I'm ready to check this thing out or I'm ready to try. How can they connect with you, Suzanne? Let's talk about that. Well, the first thing to remember is, is that this is an important thing for you to do, but it, it, it's according to your own timing. Okay. But if you want to find out more about me, you can go to SuzanneGlover.com, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-G-L-O-V-E-R, that's V as in Victor, E-R.com. And you can get my book there, my book. I just love my book. I just got, I just got my first print copy. I just launched this thing. So I, I got my first print copies today um, that I'm going to sign and give to some people. So, oh, hello. So uh, it's SuzanneGlover.com. Hi, kiddo. And I, I will put that in the show notes. It is clearly time to wrap up because the eight-year-old has interrupted. <laughs> but, Suzanne, I, but see, that's okay. It is. Like authenticity, people. And you've, everyone who listens to my show has known he interrupts sometimes. Um, I'd like to say one last thing. Is that okay? I want to thank you for, because I've done quite a few podcasts recently but this is the one that really allowed me to share my real feelings about midlife and how important it is to do whatever it is that it empowers you. Maybe it's not video. Maybe it is writing. If it is video, get help with it. Whether it's me or someone else, doesn't matter. But do something for yourself. Acknowledge that this is something that's going to be happening to you. You are a modern day woman. Life is busy. And if you can do video, there's a startup time in it. But once you get over the hump, then whether it's writing or video or something else, you can keep going and, and make your life simpler. So be good to yourself and do something for yourself with this. That's my main message. I love it. And that I know so many women who listen to this can relate to and, you know, can, it's my passion. <laughs> Be empowered in what you do and, and have the courage to step into whatever that is, no matter where you're at in life. You don't have to be 20. You can be 40, 50, 60 and really build that life. So thank you for, for joining us and for sharing that. And I just appreciate having you on um, to have thank you. This was great. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I hope that your audience uh, gained some insight from this. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook. 
for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.